You're listening to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast with Vince G and John the Seagram, a podcast for true music fanatics. Join in on the conversation and the argumentation. Welcome to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast. I am John the Seagram, and as you can tell, Vince G is not starting the episode this week. Uh, he has some something that came up last minute, so unfortunately he will not be able to be here this week. But we both agreed that we want to keep the show going for our fans. We didn't want to miss a week for you guys. And so, you know, Vince G asked me to bring on a special guest that, you know, we can go ahead and fill in for this week. And all I can think of is someone in, who I know very well and also plug my other podcast that I have is, the best uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm also part of the Crooked Podcast with J-Dog. And then, you know what? So me and J-Dog, we've always talked about music. We've gone a long way. So this is going to be an easy podcast. We know each other very well. We've done podcasts together for uh, quite a while. So, hey, man, welcome to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Um, I don't, your fans don't know me, but hopefully with time, they'll get to know me. <laughs> oh, they're going to know you now. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. All you're, right. You're famous now, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll promise uh, to uh, dial down on the racism and uh, misogynist <laughs> part of me. <laughs> well, man, we're glad to have you on the show. And like I said, this is a show like this podcast, this My Vinyl Addiction podcast is going to be all about just um, albums that we're going straight forward. We have a subject. If you guys ever listen to the uh, Crooked podcast, uh, we really sometimes we have no platform. We kind of just go off the walls, off the rails and talk about whatever. So we're going to try our best to you know keep the same platform that me and Vince have on here as best as we can. But uh, you never know with me and J-Dog, especially after a couple of drinks. <laughs> I know. You know what? I kind of, uh, I'm going to recall, we did one, I think we did, well, we did, we've done a, a handful of music reviews, but I remember the Limp one. Yeah, that was the good. Limp one. That's <laughs> all. I'm going to, I'm going to try to bring that energy. <laughs> <Ooh -za>! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for being on here. And like I said, you're uh, filling the last minute, but I don't think it's going to be any problem because we just, we have good chemistry and you know a lot about music. This is something we just constantly do on a general, man. We hang out, we drink and we would, talk about albums so speaking of albums man uh what album did you want to talk about today okay dude um so i think when i really really got into music was in the middle school uh -huh. and my first i think this was my first band that i really fell head over heels and, and had a crazy impact was rage against the machine and uh -oh. it was the evil empire album Okay, uh, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we're we're close to the same age. I think you're about a year older than me, right? Yeah. That's and, right. And so, yeah, high school. I definitely remember Evil Empire um, coming out around that time, and then just um, totally blowing up the scene, dude. Exactly. Dude, it, it was like on so many levels. It was um, it was a first. Um, <laughs> you know, you had like really you could you could say that Rage Against the Machine start, created the whole rap rock. Probably with their first album, right? But yeah. the first album didn't have the impact or the popularity to me, from my standpoint, that Evil Empire had. So you have that. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then you also have a Mexican, African American lead vocalist and rapper in a hard, like what I consider a hard rock, He's hard mixed. alternative I didn't band. Know he was mixed. Yeah. Yeah. He's mixed. <laughs> 
Yeah, Google. his dad his dad's African American and his mom's Hispanic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he's De La Roca. De La Rocha. That's right. Or was okay, maybe the other way around. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm not Julian the Stans, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there will be retractions later. Uh, I'm not fucking but, Wikipedia, man. <laughs> but dude, like, okay, so let me just tell you a story. I remember it was seventh grade. I was wearing a Rage Against the Machine. It was a Rage Against the Machine shirt. It was a, it was a white shirt with like five nuns, and they're all holding uh, shotguns, and oh, it says yeah. Rage Against the Machine, right? Yeah. And I remember there was, uh, in I was like in, I hung out with the skaters, and it was one of the skaters guys. He was, a, he was like a Nazi. He was, he was like, a skater hey. boy? yeah, but he was like, hey, you can't wear that shirt. You're Mexican, and that's a rock band. <laughs> and I remember I told him, I was like, dude, the fucking singer is Mexican. Yeah. Fuck you. You know? So, like, even the Nazis were listening to Rage Against the Machine, <laughs> and they weren't aware that it was brown people in the band. I think that kind of sums like, up Rage Against the Machine altogether. I'll get yeah. into that a little bit later. But uh, before we go too deep, uh, yeah. nose deep into Rage Against the Machine, um, album I, I brought up, and the reason why I brought this album up is because I know it's your favorite band. We've talked about it on the Crooked Podcast plenty of times, and um, I really love this album as well. And I just would love to deep dive. We never really done yeah. this on our show, is um, but Tool Anima, Anima, however you want to say it, however it's pronounced, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But man, that album, that's a what's one thing like kind of how you're bringing up like Rage Against the Machine. Like I've known yeah. Tool, like Sober came out and I loved it. It was cool, but when Anima Anima came out, like it was just. Threw me off the fucking track, man. It was just so dude, good. Scary. Like I dude, I like I got I used to get scared when I listened to the album. <laughs> you didn't get that? Or like it was just like it was like being in a haunted house, dude. Like the headphones are haunted. It's That's so yeah, it's it's definitely eerie and creepy, but it's perfect, dude. Like like yeah. most like tool albums uh later were kind of had the whole um how would you say too much uh, too much too, nonsense. Too yeah, too much too no- prog, yeah, yeah. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this was a straight, you know, album. Except for you know, like um, the the recording, like the voicemail, which Maynard got, I guess. Uh huh. Yeah. Right, but that's right. still good, though. Like it's like it's really cool to listen to that. One. Fuck you. You're going to die. Yeah, cancer, you dude. know that. And yeah, man. And you know, like um, not to get too deep into it, but all of those segues or whatever they're called, like they they they're perfectly lead into the, the the next track oh yeah like intermission like come oh, on oh my god dude intermission fucking uh adam jones yeah dude that's not i bet you there's some people that got heart attacks from that because it just comes in like so heavy like dude i just yeah i totally remember that like hearing that like i remember my uncle was playing it for us and he was like acting out the whole like piano scene and just like he was like fucking around like doing air piano to that. Um yeah, Chuck, I'm talking about you. And then um I just remember after that, dude, like um just the song just come doing the drums and bass like it just hits you so hard and you're like, Wow, like it's just mind blowing, like how fucking amazing like that just sound comes in and then it just chills out and fucking Maynard just comes in so soft. Like, how do you start right. off with something so fucking heavy and then just come in? Like, yeah, dude. Um, I remember listening to Maynard and, and being like, okay, this guy totally sounds like some Midwestern hick. And then he starts <laughs> singing like an angel. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, these this guy these guys are cowboys from hell. Fuck Pantera, dude. They uh <laughs> one thing that just like I I listened to that album, dude, and it really to me is from the future. It's yeah. not dated at all. It sounds so crisp, so clean, and just so innovative. I always thought too myself that um at that time when uh, that album came out, um I always thought considered it as the Pink Pink Floyd of our time. Oh yeah. It was so totally. it was it was great when it came out, but I knew it wasn't appreciated yet as it yeah. should be. I mean, yes, it was very, you know, well, you know, loved and stuff, but it didn't get the the attention that it should have. I mean, it's such an amazing album, man. So great. It did win the Grammy, but oh, it did? fuck the Grammy. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but like, totally, it totally like, did yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, uh, they got very little airplay. Yeah. They Their music videos came on, like, after 10 o'clock and <laughs> only on MTV2. Um, so it was really, uh, I don't know, I guess those diehard freaking Marilyn Manson fans that you? freaking, yeah, I dude, I guess, man. Like, we just, we just, uh, made that album sell without, with like the most minimal PR advertising marketing ever. Yeah. It, dude, it was fucking great. And you're right, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, without the whole radio airplay, like, it, like, Sober got more airplay than a- Anima, which mm-hmm. I don't understand. I mean, that album's way fucking better than, uh, Sober, if you ask me. Any song. Oh, yeah, totally. Any, any song. Fucking- totally. Uh, if I'm gonna name a song though, that I just have to talk about fucking hooker with the penis. Oh my god, Ooh. that song just yeah, fucking dude. slams, man! Like hooker with the penis. Um, it's it might be their shortest song in length. Yeah, but it's just it, so it's fast like, and heavy. It's so fast and heavy, straight to the point. Um, forty six and two, brother. Forty six and two. <laughs> Drums, Danny Carey, oh, man. God, Danny he, Carey, man, jazz drummer. Dude, <laughs> I have to tell you, man. If it wasn't for that album, I would have never, I would have never decided. I I want to play the drums. I'm a shitty okay. drummer, just so everyone knows. I I play the drums here and there. I'm shitty, but it was specifically listening to that album and like Stink Fist and being like, I think I could play this. <laughs> you know, I and could then totally do this. It sounds the same on my desk. Yeah, and then listening to 46 and 2 and being like, oh, I can't play this, but I want to try, you know? <laughs> and, dude, like, I remember... I, I can't uh, play this, but I want to be associated with drummers. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly, man. And I would just air drum. Dude, I yeah. just air drum. That's how I learned how to play drums. I yeah. air drummed this freaking album. And then once uh, we have a mutual friend, Eli, once I started playing with him, uh, I was told dog shit. But <laughs> I was I was right there, dude. I was right there. I knew I, I always got the snare on time. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, man. Yeah, when uh, back in the day when I was like learning guitar, um, I remember when I learned the the title track, and I remember like that was a song where, excuse me, people come over and like listen to me play guitar, and they're like, play that one, play the tool, and I play that song, and people be like, holy fuck, because I could play it all the way through, like slide and everything. The easy part. The yeah. easy part. Yeah, but like <laughs> it would just be so like you're like eerie and dark and like you know you're doing it. And just right. Like, but it's funny because like I'd be playing just guitar, but in my head I'm hearing the and like when you think about it, he's doing that same shit for probably about three minutes straight. 
Right, dude. It's, it's like a fucking same, marathon, man. Same fucking thing, just over and over again. But it like it doesn't sound continuous. It just like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You don't get bored of it. You're not like, okay, I've heard that for so long now. Like, come on, change it up. And like, yeah. But then you realize you're like, holy shit, he's been up for that long. Like, that's amazing. That's so cool. And you're all playing like the simple lick. Like that's a crazy. Like I I listen to. Adam Jones and I'm like, dude, I think I'm. If I tried really hard, I could learn that shit. Right? Yeah, his stuff isn't too crazy. It's not too crazy. Even like, yeah. uh, like was it? Uh, 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 I'm getting it wrong. The, uh, the zombie that. Oh that yeah, zombie? yeah, yeah, zombie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, that's zombie. Yeah. Um, that one too. Like, even like when you play, it's not like hard. It's it's just kind of like a. Like it's it's only cool, hammering, th- 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 right? Th- 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 it's like, just yeah, hammering. Like, just do it fast, but you can do it. It's not like yeah, exactly. super crazy, but yeah, man. Um, but you know, I one thing I do love about Adam, he he's like uh, what David Gilmore does to solos, like he brings all that emotion. I feel like Adam Adam Jones brings color. Yo, yeah. Because you you have Justin Chancellor, right, the bass player, who's doing these crazy bass lines yeah. where you don't even need guitar. So he <laughs> just like swims over it, you know, and just adds freaking colors. And it's and and that with the drums, it's like it's perfect. And I think you know if you listen to their first album, Undertow, it's really like straightforward, just yeah. like grungy boom, rock. Boom, 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 da, 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 yeah, boom, exactly. With with the Nima, it was like, no, this we're painting here, yeah. and we're using all the fucking colors. And I, I, and was, I think you're the one that showed me um, on YouTube. It's like they kind of they play it live for like the first time before the album comes out to kind of introduce it, like a tour. And like yeah. you can tell that people are just mind blown through it. Like, oh yeah, what the fuck yeah. is this? Because like. Uh, especially like yeah, like saying like Undertow, like you know the earlier albums, like they're you know well rock and stuff, you know like yeah, um, and they're good. But then like when this came out, it just changed the game, but in a good way. Like um, it it wasn't something where you're like oh man, Tool, they they changed man, they're not the same. Right. It was just like wow, yeah, no. bro, like dude, did you see what they fucking they just did? <laughs> yeah, like and, like for being. No, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I was saying, like, and you're right about just Justin Chancellor, man. Like, we give a lot about Danny Carey. Fuck, I mean, you have a fucking lineup of geniuses. Like, there's right. nothing that's stopping any of these guys. Um, especially when this album came out. Um, I think th- it, they really nailed it on. They fucking nailed it on this album. Uh, after I feel like they just thought we're the greatest in the world and we need to be the greatest in the world, and they just overthunk <laughs> things after that. You think so? I think they just I don't know. overthink it. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I, I, you know, I think they purposely are like, all right, we're not, we're not restricted by six minute songs by radio play. So let's just write a song. And if at 10 minutes, it's not ready to end, let's go to 15. And if at 15, <laughs> it's not, let's go like, like, I think they're like, no riff yeah. is, is bad enough to not, not be thrown in, you and know? And they're like, we wrote four. 20 minute songs. Let's just fill in the rest with random noises. Yeah, dude. Like, but you know, to their credit, dude, their fucking music's better than 90% of the shit out there. I I guess I can give you that, that like the songs that are bangers, they're fucking bangers. Like the one Mm -hmm. or two songs on their album, they're great songs. Um, But I mean, I just really hate the fact that they don't give us in a full album. Especially the last one when they had like 
fucking 10 years to write it and you're like that's, uh, but what's, we, what we song get four don't, songs <laughs> I, but no we got six but what song <laughs> is there a song in particular that you listened to on the album was like ah, this this is not worth 10 years Oh, off the the latest album, or is it? Yeah, or is it more that they, we just got six songs instead of like nine or uh, ten or eleven? Honestly, I haven't heard the album enough to really say. All right, then fuck you. Yeah. What kind of review show is this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're talking about Nima, not the fucking latest that's right. album. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct, sir. But speaking uh, of which, man, let's just go ahead and jump forward, okay. and then let's talk about Rage Against Machine, Evil Empire, which uh, you we kind of talked a little a little. You said, you know, high school times, man. It was okay. just the thing, you know? Yeah, it, so it was the first of many. But all right, so huge impacts to me, I think. It it introduced me to politics. And oh, I think it God. did this for a lot of people. You should never listen to fucking Rage <laughs> you, know, you know, now I understand MAGA. <laughs> no, but. Here we go. You know, it really did, um, you know, I think it's it's – if you can bring politics, even if it's lopsided, into music, to where it doesn't turn you off, I think that's pretty. That's pretty cool, because so I, I'm sure there's a lot of bands who like bring up politics, and it's uh probably maybe the music's not good enough to like hold it down or or freaking convey the message, and it's just a constant put up. Like I think like Christian music, right? Christian music, yeah. it sucks. <laughs> why? Because why? Because it's it's not just music. It's music with this overlying message above it. Well, wait, 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 wait. wait. You, Go over. It's it's it depends because there are some Christian bands who oh, really Creed? kick ass. <laughs> no, but like I Creed, like Zayo Zayo used to be a Christian band. Oh. Um, I think what's the, what's the other oh, one? Yeah. Um, the Cherry uh, no, Norma Jean. They used to be a Christian band. Really? Well, but if you see, okay, I, I listened to a couple songs of them. I couldn't tell they're Christian. Why? Well, Zayo, I can't understand what the guy's saying. Norma Jean, you know, I, Norma Jean's good. I, I like saying, them. I, I know what you're talking about. Like, if you put Christian radio okay. on, it's not yeah. going to be what – like, right. we're not going to play Norma Jean. We're not going to okay. play Zayo, which they should because they are Christian What bands, about but I know what you're talking Blinds, about. Blindside? Is that the name of that band? Oh, they're Christian? Oh, I love those and guys. they're dope. They're fucking dope. But once again, I never knew they were Christian. Like oh, wow. I, th- from listen, well, I knew they're Christian after the fact that <laughs> I listened to their music. I couldn't tell. You know what I'm saying? But 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 with Rage Against the Machine, it was obvious yeah. well, through their videos and their lyrics. Like yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, especially Everything. like with the earlier album with the fucking uh, uh, monk lighting himself on fire and shit. Of so. course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? I won't do what you tell me. That song, yeah, dude, is so powerful right now, that. dude. Yeah. Um, so let me uh, let me talk about a little bit with my experience with rage before you jump sure. into it because I know you can jump into it uh, well better mm-hmm. than I can. Um, I got a list. So my experience with rage um, was uh, seeing people in high school. Oh che, bro. Mm. Oh che. Oh, oh rage yeah, of machine, course. Blah, blah blah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like I kind of like you know like uh, uh, what's that one? Uh, fuck, I'm totally blanking out at the moment. Wow, 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 wow. Bulls on Parade. Yeah, Bulls on Parade. And that was yeah. a song that kind of like really got me into him. And that's on this album, right? Evil Empire. Yeah, number so, two. Yeah, so Track I was very two. like, wow, like this is badass. And then I kind of beat my brother about the album and I really enjoyed it. Um, but seeing people like that in high school, I really turned me off on the band. You and- just hate kids that wear 
shirts of Morsi. Yeah. And then I think just the people who were at the time, I was like, fuck, if they like it, I'm not gonna like it. And then like uh, but honestly, like, man, like I didn't realize till like a few years ago, maybe even less than that, a couple years ago, that like Che was like a bad guy. <laughs> He's like a horrible person. And I was like, why are all these people like just because Rage Against Machines like, oh, Che, Che, and they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, dude. yeah, support him. But he was like a horrible fucking, like, almost close to Hitler type of guy. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you guys are fucking idiots not paying attention to anything about uh, politics, but you're just, because Rage Against Machines said so, you're, you love him. No, dude, I th- dude you're absolutely right. Um, I, I think it goes to that whole belief when you're young. You, you you lean like towards communist socialist. I want to help everyone. Yeah. And then when you grow up, you you become more conservative. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. I, I I remember uh talking to Dad about Che Guevara. He'd be like, "Oh, I don't like that guy." And I'd be like, "No, Dad. Like he fought for the freaking Hispanics against the government." And then later on, I'm like, "Yeah, he was a fucking murderer and <laughs> you know communist control fuck, you know." But. But the music was good, you know. The music's <laughs> yeah, the song was like a badass though. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true, dude. Like, I, you know, kids, man, kids, we're so yeah. we're so naive. Like, like, oh to yeah, take we it, totally uh, were. I'm still naive at this fucking 36 years old, oh, man. I still, not, uh, I still don't get it all. <laughs> that that yeah, that's just CNN fucking with your head. But listen, <laughs> look, going back, going back to let, let me swap real fast over to the tool. Sure. Um, so I told you when I listened to that album, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and I re- and you you the, told we we talked about this on the Crooked Podcast. How we your talked sister, about this on Crooked. Yeah. Yes. So since since this is my first time here, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. Uh, the track number two is called Eulogy, and in there, oh, man. Great. In, in dude, amazing song, right? Um, in that song, it, he doesn't say it explicitly, but it seems like he's talking about Jesus, right? Yeah. And so I'm a kid, I'm Catholic, you know, I'm like fucking 12, 13 years old, and I'm like, man. I love this, but I don't want to go to hell Is it okay? over this. <laughs> yeah, so I asked my sister. I was like, I really like this album, but there's like a moral conflict. I don't know what to do. And she basically told me, like, listen, listen to the album. Enjoy the album. It doesn't have to – just don't let it become you. Like, you can separate music with your beliefs, yeah. you know? And I was like – and to me, it was like, oh, oh of course. And, uh, yeah, dude, but – I could have easily gone down the road where I was like, you know what? Fuck Jesus. I'm going to do 666. Yeah. Fucking... Slipknot. Yeah, dude. Like, I could totally. I'm sure I explored that idea. Yeah. You know? And that just goes to tell you, um, we're so naive and so vulnerable. <laughs> and music is so powerful at that age, you know? Well, let me, let me talk about this real quick about uh, Evil Empire. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I've been, I've been. Okay, like I said, I knew people who wore the shirts and I wasn't a big fan at the time, but I, you know, I did like evil empire. And then now going, now I'm like listening back to like old rage and I really love it. Mm. I mean, it's, they're talented as fuck. Um, they have, they're so good, man. A uh, really good band. Yeah, they are. Um, they really know how to control a crowd. Um, just, I can't say more better. I can't say better stuff to compliment. Well, them. But, but also yeah. like what I want to say was, um, how, okay, so Evil Empire, I feel compared to their older stuff, oh. um, a little more commercialized, commercial, very friendly to MTV, radio. What do you think? 
I just think um, they perfected their sound. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to Evil Empire, and I just think their guitarist, Tom Morello, yeah. he was he became a genius with the effects. freaking whammy bar <laughs> effects. Like, I remember he's the only guitar player who would put um, all guitar sounds produ- uh, came from the guitar, pedals, and amp. Yeah. Uh, like he was explicitly like like it didn't come from synthesizers. There's no keyboards. I've never like no, I've never seen the guitars do that. And and he did it because it sounded like there was some additional freaking instruments in there. Yeah, even and later, I, just, I remember like albums later, it sounded like harmonica, but it was guitar. Like yeah, he just really right. knew how to work fucking pedals. He really did. Like I heard like he used like pencils in different parts. Like you know. <laughs> yeah. But um. I just think with Evil Empire, they perfected their sound. Like, that was the epitome of them. They, I agree with that. And plus, let, let's be honest. The recording, uh, the recordings they did in, like, 92, just technique-wise, sound-wise, they don't compare to the shit they did in 96 or 97 whenever Evil Empire came out. Yeah. You know, like, even, like, Undertow and Anima, it, it came out in 92, their first one, and Anima in 96, and it just sounds, like, decades apart. You got to definitely give credit where credit's due. I mean, I think about like Evil Empire when that came out, that was definitely, yep. uh, I hate to say it, but revolutionized. You know what I mean? Like, people were just massive, like, massively fucking listening to this album and really got into what Rage was talking about and following them. And then I was one of, like, like the whole, like, Bulls on Parade fucking music video when, like, there's a scene where they're playing mm. a big show and Tom Morello's, like, pushing, like, kicking his leg, wow, wow, and the whole yeah. crowd's yeah. jumping. Yeah. Like, that just that's like just shows you like, fuck, dude, like that song fucking kicks, dude. Like no matter what, maybe then I guess yeah, you're saying you're we're young. No matter what anybody says, like dude, I was fucking grew up listening to Corn and Deftones. I was like, hell mm. yeah, you know whatever they're gonna say, whatever like I'm gonna fucking do it. I dress like them and everything. But um, yeah, I I kind of wish I'd never lost the time, and uh, got into Rage and just listened to them just because for the fact the music when I was younger. But dude, they're fucking. They got some. Good shit, man. Like, definitely. Like, Evil Empire, like, yeah. I, we talked, uh, uh, not on a podcast or anything, but we just talked in general about this. And I always said, oh, man, uh, the album I can get into, and you said Evil Empire. And I was like, yeah. It's yeah. more of the introductory drug, you know what I mean? Like, for to Rage. If you're going to get into Rage, definitely listen to Evil Empire first. Yeah, And then totally. move on to the older stuff. Yeah. Um, the, Rage Against the Machine – I, I one regret I have is not seeing them. You know, for the impact they had like on my on my music fucking taste and whatnot. I wish I would have seen them live. Because they just seem like fucking they would have put an amazing show, you know. Well they're supposed to play again and then uh COVID hit and then they <laughs> now we don't know when the fuck they're about to play again. But dude, I've heard stories about Rage live, like my uncle uh my uncles went to go see them. Staples Center Forum. I can't tell you right now, but they're saying they were there. Then all of a sudden, like when they came on, you just see yeah. the crowd from the 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 stands on the on the end, yeah, and just everybody just rushing to the fucking pit. Like you just see. It are everywhere. you sure? That, are you sure that was a Morsi concert? <laughs> <laughs> that was all the guys. Yeah, that all the guys running towards Morsi. <laughs> like, uh, hey, do, do you remember the story that um, they went on tour with Wu Tang Clan? No. Yeah, so they went on tour with Wu Tang Clan. It didn't last that long because I, I, dude, Rage Against the Machine super angry, and Wu Tang Clan is like, you know, like I'm gonna cut your throat, fucking. 
they, they that too many shows happen, dude, because there's a lot of fights and it's just too crazy. But I think that's a like, uh, so like I told you earlier, Rage Against the Machine to me is the birth of rap rock, proper rap rock, and then it went to like freaking uh, Lincoln Park and all that shit. Commercialized, but commercialized yeah. to the extreme. Um, but you know Wu Tang and and freaking Rage Against Machine, dude. I that would just been an amazing concert. Two completely different groups, genres, yeah. but be, genres. And but because Rage Against the Machine, you know, there's Rage Against the Machine is the only band that has like respect in the hip hop community. Why? Because Zach can actually rap. Yeah, he can actually you know write lyrics and you know yeah uh, do it. Isn't it kind of funny though when you think about it, like the. The thought of Rage Against the Machine, uh, fuck the government, fuck the politics, fuck everything, yeah. and then we're um, now we're a commercial mm. and we're running down <laughs> these uh, totally. record labels and we're like, like labels are telling us, you know whatever and we're writing for everything. Yeah, and it's and like, then, wait a minute, yeah. so you're against what and you're doing what? <laughs> <It's> so, kinda, <laughs> so, like, dude, uh, so this is the problem I have with people. Or groups or anything that that are super like oh I'm socialist, yeah. How can you be call yourself a socialist or even a communist when you're practicing capitalism? Like Rage Against the Machine on their last tour that got canceled, they, they were selling tickets for like 150. It's like <laughs> how the fuck is that go coincide with your beliefs, dude? Like and don't get me wrong, I'm a fucking capitalist. I love capitalism. But you don't, and you're fucking <laughs> over here doing crazy You're falling shit. in line, yeah. They, yeah, they probably yeah. got their fucking vaccines. And dude, yes, dude, they're probably right now pushing vaccines, big pharma. Oh, dude, I should look in Twitter and see so what they're doing. But... Back in the day, I used to follow Tom Morello for a while, and then I was like, all right, cool. Like when I first got Twitter, oh. I was like, oh, just whatever, find whoever. And then yeah. I remember, like, I can't tell you what it was, or it was or probably someone with Trump. So no, uh, it was way before that. But oh, like, okay. Tom Morello was like supporting something like, like, like retweeting. Oh yeah. Support this, support this. And then yeah. he like put, posted another thing, like support this. And then someone reposted like both of his posts and said, wait a minute, you're supporting this and you're supporting this, but these two are clashing together. They're against each other. Right. Like, so do you just support anything that's supporting anything? And he's kind of like, <laughs> well, like, yeah, like if you're against something or if you, if you feel passionate about it, you should support it. And he's like, wait a minute. So you don't care about anything. You're just saying, Hey, <laughs> yeah. If you want to fucking rage against something, rage against it. Like oh it's, it's not like he, he doesn't, he has no morals towards anything. Right. <laughs> He's not passionate about one thing. He's just saying, fuck it. If you feel passionate about it, do it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. what the hell? Like, dude, this whole time, these people are following you all some fucking loving shit and supporting shit. And you're just like, do it. Fuck it. I don't care what it's about. Just fucking do it. Yeah, that's dude. That's why um, I wasn't big on Rage for a while. That is, uh, dude, and so this is what's funny about you. <laughs> you have you, – so, like, I, I always – like, earlier I made a joke, like, oh, you just don't like fucking Bansher. People wear Banshers and this and that. But I feel like you were ahead of your time because – you kind of saw through the bullshit. It just had to take 20 years and Donald Trump <laughs> for me to be like, oh, yeah, you're right, dude. Fuck these people. They're all hypocrites. <laughs> yeah. You were ahead of the curve, dude. Yeah, the, that, I'll catch up. I thought you. the funniest thing was when uh, you voted Trump and then you're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> it was like a year in or something. You're like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I, I don't mind saying it. You know what I mean? Totally it just what happened. <laughs> That's right. 2024, baby, with the Sanus or someone. Um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, I have uh, I have no problem. I don't know. Uh, you know, I actually I have a, I just have a problem with all politicians. You know, so if I vote for a piece of shit that we agree is a piece of shit, yeah, that's fine. So it's, you know, ne- I agree. Next, twenty twenty four, man. Maynard versus uh, Zach. Who's winning? Shit, dude. Maynard's gonna squash him. I think. <laughs> You know, dude, okay, so uh, since we're on the subject, I hate to go off the too far track, but it's kind of the same line. I think social media, media killed uh, the killed everything. The video star? Yeah, because yeah. I Maynard, yeah. to me, was this mysterious motherfucker. Oh, he just yeah. stood behind the drums, wearing wigs, yeah, 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 yeah. and this crazy guy. Uh-huh. And then I heard my Joe Rogan podcast, I'm like, this motherfucker's boring, boring as shit. <laughs> He is so fucking uh, boring. Like I like totally. he'd be the guy I'd be hanging out with to be like, God, I can't wait to fucking leave. Or when the yeah, fuck is yeah, yeah. leave the party, dude. He's so fucking boring. And it killed it for me. And like he has no mystery anymore. And like I hear his albums, I'm like, come on, don't play that game. You're a boring motherfucker. Like you have no mystery to you no more. I'm like, I'd rather never knowing who the fuck Meaner was and still being like Listen to Pussy for like, oh yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Wow, dude, did you hear the new? Like, wow, he's so crazy. Did you hear what he did? And I think that's what yeah. kills it because, like, the new Pussy for was like, it's not bad, but I think, yeah, I lost the mystery. It's gone. Definitely the the new Pussy for, uh, like, you talk up, you, you talk shit about the new, the latest Tool album. Like, if you're talking about the latest Pussy for album, the latest <laughs> Pussy for album has literally two good songs. Yeah. And the rest are like whatever. The one before was good. Oh yeah, oh, that was so good. But yeah, I, look, um, I don't think we're supposed to know our our rock stars that well, and social media completely fucked that up. You know, I agree. Uh, like, like you know, I I really dislike LeBron James. <laughs> I, I really, did. I, I really like. Love Kobe and Michael Jordan, yeah, and the, the, and it's probably because they they just weren't as big as they were. We didn't have access to as much content of them, and they became like gods, you know, because we didn't know too much. And what, what we did see was fucking glorious. Yeah. And then you got LeBron, where we see too much of him well, outside Le- the court. LeBron ru- ruined it for me at the beginning with the whole decision. Like that was just like, mm-hmm. come on, bro, like. Absolutely. Are you, are you yeah, that? Yeah. You think you're that fucking great? Where you like this? Dude, going? can we just talk about this real fast? This whole fucking <laughs> Lakers offseason. This is gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> oh, no, dude. No, I'll make this quick, dude. Let, let's just. This is a two minute conversation. I'll stay a minute. You stay a minute. Right. This Lakers team, it's it's such a it's a carnival of a team. Oh yeah. We got super old folks. We got guys that we're just bringing in, and to me, like, let's say we do win it. This is back I'll in kill- the Gary Payton days when we were like, we thought we had Carl a super Malone. team. Yeah. Yes, Where we thought we had a super team. We're like, these totally. old motherfuckers are gonna do <laughs> shit. Yeah. Totally. And I'm just thinking, like, how can LeBron, if he wins, how can he be like, oh yeah, I'm the goat when dickhead? Look at all the teams, <laughs> all the players you purchased for one year. Yeah, it's gonna like, go to shit, man. Uh, like I said, it's the whole Carmelo and Gary Payton. It's that era back yeah. again, dude. Um, all right, dude. Go back to music. Go back to music. Right. So let's wrap this up, man. Um, let's, right. let's definitely. Okay, so I brought up a uh, tool, Anima. Go ahead and look, just lay it down for you, everybody. All right. Look, I, I just want to say really fast, um, Anima, because I feel like we spent more time on on Rage. Um, Anima, uh, I really want to talk about just their. I don't think okay. Besides Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon," 
Anima's artwork, like their 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 cover. Yeah. Remember, they had like the what they call the uh, oh, halogen. The, uh, yeah, where you whatever. turn the album and it would like move. Yeah, with the yeah. light, it moved. Like that was I no, I don't think anyone ever did that. And then when right. you flipped it over, and it was like Maynard sucking his own dick. <laughs> yes. No. Well, it wasn't him. It was a contortionist. But oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Right. And then and then. Just the artwork was so eerie. Uh, I remember the, the most like impactful one on me is like it's there's this train with an evil face, and then you have these like pretty angels flying with it. Yeah. And to me, that is like the perfect representation of that album. It's scary, but Maynard's voice is angelic. It's just it's so crazy, man. Jesse has how, how Jesse much? has an album on vinyl. At my house. Yes, I do. <laughs> do I have it at your place? Yeah, you you brought it over one oh, day. Oh shit! Uh, you gotta listen to it. Dude. Yeah, dude, you gotta it's, listen to it, that shit. it was one of those albums where I was scared to listen to it because I was like, it's just, I don't want to like, because you know, like records have a life to them, you know. But yeah. it, it could probably be played fucking thousands of times. But I was still yeah. like, this is an album where I don't want to touch because it's untouchable. It's just a fucking yeah great album. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to like. Probably pulling it out. I don't want to mess up the corners. I don't know. Uh, it's just so yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. good. Like that album to me, like it's untouchable. Like yeah. Anytime like I put that on, I'm just very, I'm still amazed by little sounds like here. Um, just even like the whole like. Yes. Like I remember seeing him yeah. at a lot of Palooza, and he had a megaphone. It was just yeah. Like doing it, it's just like, what the fuck? You like. It's it's just uh I don't know man that album I can go on forever talking about this album it's just so amazing dude so good yeah that album whenever whenever it rains dude that it, I I immediately want to play that album I can see that there's Definitely there's something it. there's something about gloomy rainy skies and tools anima album that just it's it's the perfect blend yeah. you know yeah. I think Fucking it's like it. they have a lot of that slow, and then when you think about it, when you if it's like the like the like can, those like, breakdowns like or that what? part, I can imagine hearing that part and just yes, totally like on top of it, like a layer yeah, above yeah. it. And I think that's why it fucking hits so much better on vinyl because just like that point alone, where you're listening yeah. to it and you just hear that, like the vinyl, yeah, the warmth of yeah, 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 the grainy, yeah, and you just hear right. that you know riding through and stuff, and it just. Pops, but then just like that, it's so long. Like, Mina's oh, voice, man, dude. just fucking carries. And oh man, it's just that's a good album, man. Yeah, yeah definitely. We we have to have a uh, when we hang out in person, we have to listen to that, have a little listening party. Oh, yeah. that's one of those albums that you have to periodically just listen to it the whole way through. So, the whole thing, and me, just, me, and, me and Vince talk about on uh, my vinyl addiction is we yeah. really love. We want people to listen to albums all the way through again because mm-hmm. that's a it's a lot of start kind of because, that's the whole point. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then, like, but uh, Tool and Nima, that's an album where I can listen to one song and be like, I gotta go back and listen to the whole album. The whole album yeah. is fucking amazing. That's right. That's right. Like, especially I think, like I think... intermission. If you're like listening on shuffle and intermission comes on, you're like, oh, nope. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, nope. No, I can listen. To that. No. <laughs> And I, and I remember I remember um, watching and reading interviews of Tool, and they're like, this album. Like with all these segues and whatnot, like it's supposed to be a one. You start it and you end it in one experience. Yeah. Like you don't stop midway. 
It is. And yeah. yeah. I feel that too. Like when I listen to it, like I have to listen to it all the way through. And back in the day, you know, buying the, like you said, buying the CD and moving it yeah. from side to side and be like, wow, this is crazy. And then like, you're like, yeah, exactly. I'd never seen the album cover like that where they had to get the special glass in the front to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or well, right. plastic or whatever it was. Um, but that was awesome, dude. And then like how much better than like the book was huge. It was dude. And like, I, I'm telling you, man, it, to me, Tool Nima is Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, the equivalent. Yeah. You know, if you look at, like, just the, the artwork and even the music experience, because if you listen to Dark Side of the Moon, it's a constant, for the most part, I think, except oh, yeah. for, Dark like, where money is, like, a whole yeah. story. And it's, it, yeah, know. it is. Yeah, man. Beautiful albums. Um, okay, Rage Against the Machine, man. Let's wrap this up. Um, for me, uh, in high school, I remember hearing it. Loving it, but then yeah, of course the people in high school rooted for me. But it's a banger of an album, man. It's definitely fucking all the way through. I think is a good transition. Like to me, I think what's good about this episode we did, uh, yeah, tools, you know, earlier albums, and this is where they kind of got more progging and changed. Yeah, same thing with yeah. uh, Evil they Empire. I feel like the yeah. same thing. I feel like Evil Empire came out definitely when they like discovered like, hey, shit. Hey, I got more pedals. Hey, I can do this more. Yeah. Like everyone kind of just got better. And then like, it just, it was like a perfect album. Yeah. Look, the only difference between tool and, and rage against the machine is like Danny Carey. Okay. Uh, Tom Morello <laughs> got more pedals. So did Adam. Yeah. Danny Carey got way more toms and cymbals and Brad Wilk. <laughs> and, and, and I forgot the, the bass player's name. They, they're, probably downsized you know hey i'll take care of it yeah yeah exactly and then uh i don't know i guess zach started to sing more or i don't or he started to rap more i don't i don't know like after, after evil empire it just didn't hit as hard before we wrap, um, before we wrap up man uh question yeah real quick question yeah. oh so vince we always uh end up with questions um kind of the same thing that we're gonna do that me and vince normally do because i just can't think of random questions like he does but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I'm gonna ask you is, between um, Rage Against Machine and Audio Slave, yeah, what do you prefer? Mm, shit. Um, I think, I think. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, dude. that's really hard, dude. Um, because they were so different. Yeah. Look, if I, I, I would have probably by a hair. And I kind of already regret this, so I'm gonna switch. Uh, I think I prefer Audio Slave. Like I, I think about that first album, and ah oh, no, see, I'm already regretting it. I think I have to go with Evil Empire just because it had a stronger impact on me. See, like to me, but, like I, I, I got into Rage later, and it, but to me, yeah. Zach was he was very, uh, how would I say, isolated in what he can do. Yeah, and then but yeah, he Chris yeah. was very. Chris Cornell can do anything he fucking wants, but I think the band yes. finally was like, "Oh shit, now we can do this." Like, I feel like they like really got to open up and do what they wanted. I felt like they knew well, Zach can only do this. Let's write this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with, but here's the, here's the thing though. Um, yeah, with, with Zach, they're one dimensional, and Evil Empire to me was their peak. Yeah. With Audio Slave, they essentially brought in a really good songwriter. And so Chris was also writing guitar licks. Oh. So, so 
I don't. Me, I per, I prefer Chris Cornell over Zach De La Rocha. I, I all. But day, we're big Chris right? Cornell fans. Around, Huge. So, yeah. And that's why, like, I, I feel I Huge. I feel bad picking Rage over Audio Slave. <laughs> but but let, let's just be honest. If it wasn't for Evil Empire and what they did there, there would have never been Audio Slave. I so agree. I have to go with the first. You're you know? right. I do agree that um, Evil Empire is probably my favorite Rage album because I feel after that they got very commercial. Which is weird to say about yeah. Rage Against the Machine, but they did. They got very they like the yeah, they um, did. They this did. Like, pull my lip and all the time. like the yeah. Like, when they did that cover album, I was like, oh, what the fuck is this, man? Yeah, it's like, like hey guys, uh, you're against the you know you know everything, the government <laughs> and everything, but like, hey, do you want to write an album of covers? Like, yeah, exactly. make you write? Sure, let's exactly. do it. How much are you gonna pay us to do it? All right, cool, let's yeah. do it. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that was it's, fucking weak. And it's weird. Like we were so dumb to like see like how they just conform to the fucking <laughs> the man at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like you, like now our day and age when everyone has the fucking Pro Tools, like me, everyone well, has it. It's like they should have just done that themselves. Under I, Oath, well, it actually, Under Oath is the first band that I know. I'm sure it's happened yeah. before, but Under Oath is the first band where they're coming at the album in January to uh, twenty. What year are we in? Twenty one. Twenty two. January 22, they're going to come out with an album that they wrote Pro Tools at home and produced themselves. They had no producer. They had no nothing, and they did it all themselves. What are you themselves. talking about? Rage Against the Machine. Uh, excuse me. Radiohead did that. Oh, and yeah. And right. sold it on their own. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, what kind right. of show you're is right. this? <laughs> Hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. Vince will be back next week. (laughs) Hey, no, hey, dude. uh, I just want to say, uh, you know, thank you for having me on. Uh, I hope we could do this with Vince one day. I don't know if you guys have guests, but if you guys do, I want to be on that show. Yeah, it's funny. You haven't listened to our podcast yet, but yeah, we have guests all the time. And we'd love to have you on, man. All Uh, right. I'm so glad you got to fill in today. Uh, this is like home, man. Like me, like I said, me and Jesse, we do the Crooked Podcast, which is the same Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. I'm going to listen to that. Um, we're on a summer hey. break, so this is perfect because yeah, what did, we we ended uh, like season three or season two? We're yeah, about season to start three. A new we're, season. we're about to start a new season soon. We're on summer break right now, so this is perfect. Uh, Jesse, you know, we've been on break in doing this, so he has been able to jump on on here. Thank you again, man, for just taking the time randomly yeah, jump on. Uh, me and Vince, we take weeks, a uh, week to listen to albums, but we, me and Jesse decide just, like I said, it's perfect because. I'll wing it. Yeah, we jump on last minute, but we know albums are the, these albums we talked about, so it's perfect. And then, oh, um, yeah, dude. yeah uh, next week, Vince will be back and we'll talk about uh, our, our choices again. But thanks so much for listening. This has been a good time, man. It's good to see you. Again. Yeah. Like since I said, me and Jesse's been on summer break. It's been fucking fun to just be back and talk about just to see it you was again, a, talk about music. Yeah, dude. It was nice. It's nice to be back on the mic, dude. It feels freaking nice. It feels normal, right? Normal. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Yes, dude. Fun, natural fun. Natural fun. <laughs> All, All right. right. Thanks, man. Thank you so much, man. See you guys next week. Peace.